grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. There are many times as a pastor that I'll be with someone who's going through something, some type of illness, some type of trial or hardship, maybe something like dementia or even dying. And when I talk to them, there may be times that they aren't even able to remember what was said three minutes ago, or they're going in and out of consciousness. But time and again, something happens. I'll say something like, the Lord be with you. Or another part of the liturgy, I'll say, lift up your hearts. And they'll repeat back the response. Or we'll pray the Lord's Prayer, confess the faith using the creed, or even recite part of the small catechism. It happens all the time. And even with those who are struggling with memory, struggling with any number of things, or even on their deathbed with moments left in this world, time and again they still confess these things upon their hearts and with their lips. And the reason why is because faith is a gift and work of the Holy Spirit. God is the author and sustainer of our faith, so we shouldn't be surprised when he is true to his promises he has been making to us our whole lives. And just as faith is a gift, so is his church. The same Holy Spirit who called us by the gospel is the same Holy Spirit who gathers us together into the body of Christ, the church. The church is an article of faith. We actually believe in the church. The Christian faith is a faith that unites us by God and what he does and what he says. And we see the fruits of these things and things like I just mentioned. So just as nations have their own language, the church has her own. And it's who we are. It's how we speak. Our language is that of God's word, his doctrine, his faith, which has been handed over to us. And this is who we are as the body of Christ. But you know, when we look at that Old Testament reading from Babel, though, it's kind of the opposite. When we think of that episode in history, God tells us, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. So here's these people who wanted their name to be great. They wanted to be united by what they had done. And in some ways, they were almost forming an anti-church or a church of man. Because the church of man is built and gathered around man's word, it calls upon man's name, and it speaks man's language. It looks to the world around it and fits in very well with it. It's built upon what man thinks it should be and constructed according to man's preferences and his means. And it likes the things of men. It likes the world. And it tries to make a name for itself by seeking the approval of other men. But even in that weird and really terrifying episode, God cares for his people. And God intervened at Babel. We hear, and the Lord said, behold, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down, and there confuse their language, so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, 
And from there, the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. And so here, God divides people. He divided them in order that they would be united by his word and his name. And that's only something that God can do and something that he has done. In that gospel reading from John 12, Jesus said, Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world is cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw people to, all people to myself. He, showed this to, he said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. Not our gospel reading for today, but in John 12, Jesus says this. So what Jesus does then is he brings together, he makes peace by his blood. So that hostility with God because of our sin, that separated man from God, that sent them out of the Garden of Eden, that's atoned for. And we're reconciled to the Father. So now in Christ, we're no longer separated, no longer dispersed from God, but called by him to be his holy people his one body, his bride, the church. And that's who we are. That's who you are. Even as he is the one who calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies and creates his church. So in the gospel reading for today, Jesus said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word you, that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. And this is who we are and called to be as, our, as a holy people. So our language, whatever earthly language we may have, our language of the Christian faith is to be God's word. And our lives and our whole beings are to be living out what God teaches us. We're called to hold fast to these words without wavering. That same word that Jesus says for keeping here is the same word used in Matthew 28, teaching them to observe or obey all things that I have commanded you. So this is what your life is to look like as a Christian. So Jesus puts that question before us today. As God's church, as his people, what do you say? Do you say you love Jesus, but then you have a life that doesn't? follow his word, or even listen to it at all? Is your language God's language? And so Jesus says that bluntly, and how loving Jesus and loving the word of God are one and the same. They go together. You can't drive a wedge between those. And we pray then on this day of Pentecost, what we prayed in the collect of the day a few minutes ago, well, God, on this day, you once taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant us in our day by the same Spirit to have a right understanding in all things and evermore to rejoice in his holy consolation. So together as God's people, we pray that God would fix our eyes on the one who, has called, who he has called us to be, that we would rejoice in what God gives, what he says. We pray that he would give us ears to hear what Jesus speaks and not seek a name for ourselves, not seek something different than what our Lord teaches. No, we pray for wisdom, which is given by the Spirit, and that we find our joy in the consolation of the Holy Gospel. Seeing this, it makes the events of Pentecost hit close to home. In Acts 2, we heard when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all to get together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit 
and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So you see what happened to your brothers and sisters in Christ here on this in Acts 2. And when we think about this in the grand scheme of who we are as God's people, speaking this one language, speaking and called to, to be his people, in some important ways then, when we read something like this, that you have more in common with these people who came from some of those places that you've never heard of, that I always have to practice before I read it in church because I'll fumble over them. But you have more in common with those people than maybe even in your own family. And the reason is because you're gathered together and you share this same faith the Holy Spirit worked that day, which he has given to you. The Holy Spirit makes you the body of Christ, just as it made them. And unity is found in God's word. Even though languages may seem to divide Christians dispersed all over the globe, the language of God's church, the language of scripture, is your language. And your confessions and creeds confess these truths, which are the flags unfurled as the ensign of the church militant here on earth, as you go through this life seeking to be faithful even unto death. And thinking about this on this particular day of Pentecost, this is the reason, too, why we're striving to get back to church, where we go to great lengths having to sacrifice things that we can't sit close with one another together, because we know that God's church is an important thing. We know that the Holy Spirit doesn't call us in isolation. And if we have to endure for a time of watching on a grainy TV screen or YouTube video, we, we endure for the sake of Christ. But our hearts yearn and our hearts, hearts long to be as God's body, as he intends us to be, because the Holy Spirit gathers together. And that's the bond that we share with one another. And so, too, we have this unity that strives for an outward unity and things like worship, because it confesses who we are united in God's word. Our practice reflects this, and adverse things can happen when we want to destroy even those things. So, you know, during this time, many of us maybe have been looking at different things on YouTube and, or different things online, looking at different churches or whatever the case may be. And it's always an amazing thing to go and look up one of our sister churches around the globe and watch a service. And even though it might be in a different language, you know, it's always amazing to be able to follow along with the service and know what's happening, even if we don't speak that language from some other part, be it in Latvia or whatever the case may be. But that just goes to show in an outward way that the church has her language. We have our culture. And thanks be to God that he has given it to the, us. And even though it may sound like babble to us at times, we know that we are united in that same faith, that same spirit. And God encourages you this day then with these words of Jesus. Jesus said these words. He said, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced, because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father 
Rise. Let us go from here. And you see, those are the promises of Jesus for you this day. The same promises that he gave to those apostles standing there. The same promises that Peter preached on that day of Pentecost to those people. God gives you peace in the world. And he says the world can't give that. Because the peace that Jesus gives is the peace that his blood has shed for the forgiveness of your sins. It's the peace that gives you eternal life. And the ruler of this world, the devil, he, Jesus said, is coming. And he's around us, and we know this, even as sin and death are. But he has no claim on him. He has no claim on you. So as we gather on Pentecost, fear is cast out. Because death has been overcome by your Redeemer. The devil's been overthrown. And you no longer stand as one accused in your sin before God. And Jesus has ascended into heaven, and so we rejoice, for he rules and he reigns as our king, who's with us even now. And the Holy Spirit is our paraclete, our helper, who points us to and gives us salvation. And we're not alone. No, we are not alone, but as a child of God, we have been brought near to Christ and all of his saints, together with our fellow believers in Christ. So what a day to rejoice in this wonderful working of God and what he continues to do, even as he preaches his gospel, as he baptizes, as he gives us his own body and blood, absolving sins, opening up the kingdom of heaven. Thanks be to God for all of these gifts, now and forever. Amen.